Hi there and welcome to episode 71 of the LDS Study Session with me, your host Matt Roberts. And today I want to continue with our study from a Come Follow Me lesson this week. Uh, we are of course in uh, August the 5th uh, week down through to August 11th, Romans chapters 1 to 6, the power of God unto salvation. And we're continuing to look at when I show faith in the Saviour by keeping his commandments, I am justified through his grace. We're going to focus on that term grace today and what that means. Now, the term grace, I think, again, is one of those words which we hear often and we discuss often, but we uh, sometimes forget or misunderstand completely what the term means. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share a bit from uh, the Bible Dictionary once again, because I think it's an excellent uh, resource to use about what grace means. I'm also going to look at a few verses dotted around in Romans 1 to 6 to kind of add to our understanding of what Paul teaches about grace and share a couple of quotes with you as well. Now, the word, if you look under the Bible Dictionary, page 697 under grace, it says this, a word that occurs frequently in the New Testament, especially in the writings of Paul. The main idea of the word is divine, meaning of help or strength, given through the bounteous mercy and love of Jesus Christ. Now, I think that um, there is kind of two ways that we are, that we see grace being given. If we continue in the Bible Dictionary, it says this, It is through the grace of the Lord Jesus, made possible by his atoning sacrifice, that mankind will be raised in immortality, every person receiving his body from the grave in a condition of everlasting life. It is likewise through the grace of the Lord that individuals, through faith and in the atonement of Jesus Christ and repentance of their sins, receive strength and assistance to do good works that they otherwise would not be able to maintain if left to their own means. This grace is an enabling power that allows men and women to lay hold on eternal life and exaltation after they have expended their own best efforts. So I see here kind of grace fulfilling two roles. One, uh, our eternal progression and destination is made possible through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and through what he has done for us. Uh, but also uh, another um, way that grace works is that it also enables us or gives us enabling power. And I think the word enabling power is a good synonym for the word grace. Uh, it's enabling power for us to do things and good works in this life that otherwise we may have struggled to do or would not be able to complete by ourselves. Now, um, there are many examples of the word grace being used in, these, in, these, in this section. Uh, if we look at Romans chapter 3, verse 24, it talks again about how grace comes through the atonement of Christ. In Romans chapter 4, verses 2 to 5, it right, and I want to turn to this and share that because it's a very important one, this. Uh, it says, Paul says, For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him, and justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So he's making the point here that if someone... Um, or Abraham, as an example, believed in God, and that was counted unto him for righteousness. So he had faith in the sa in, in the Saviour, ultimately, or in God, and that was a good thing. He was righteous. Uh, for those that work, and it doesn't, and there's no mention of faith or have or receiving grace, then we then they gain debt rather than receiving that blessing. So, and then in verse five, it talks about to him that doesn't work but believes, and that faith is counting to, toward them for righteousness. I think that's important that the phraseology used there, though, 
He doesn't say that if they work not but just believe, then they are saved. It says that that faith is counted as righteousness, so it is a good thing that they have. It isn't complete, but it is counted to them for righteousness. If we move on to chapter 5, uh, verse 15, I want to look at, it says, But not as the offence, so also is the free gift. For if through the offence of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man Jesus Christ, have abounded unto many. This is making the point here, or teaching the principle, that we all have we all come into, uh, into the world with a need to be saved from physical death. And um, we'll talk about the spiritual death in a minute, but we are all uh, in that kind of condition where we are mortal, we, we are, uh, our bodies are not perfect, and we will die one day uh, through the fall of Adam. But because of the grace of our Saviour Jesus Christ, uh, it makes it so that we can receive this gift uh, of grace so that we do not come under that, uh, I guess, um, consequence of physical death. We will, we will, be, we, we will be risen again. Uh, there was a great quote um, by, <coughs> in October 1988 in The Supernal Gift of the Atonement by Elder James E. Faust, where he said, quote, Even though as a man or a woman we are born, live in brief moments and then die, through the atonement of Jesus Christ we will all live after death. Through the divinity which is within us as the gift of the great creator, we can come to complete fruition as heirs of God with eternal powers, dominions and progression without end. Paul said this gift is a free gift. Through the mediation and atonement, we will be resurrected ourselves without going through any part of the atoning agony that the Son of God went through. Uh, close quote. So this, as Elder Faust states, and as Paul states, is a free gift. It is by the grace of God that every person, no matter what works or whatever, what faith they have, they will receive the blessing of being resurrected, which in itself is a marvellous gift for the many billions, billions of God's children that come to this earth uh, and make those choices to not follow our Saviour. It is a free gift to those through his grace that they can be resurrected. But then we go on to chapter 6, verses 14 to 15, where we read by Paul, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin, because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Uh, and it's interesting, that um, footnote under God forbid, uh, it says, may may it not be. And so Paul is teaching here that, yes, okay, so grace is obviously going to be a huge power in our lives, and rightly so, and it should be a great power in our lives. However, um, we should also remember that we are not supposed to then just sin because we are under grace. Um, that is not what the, what the Saviour or what, or what our Heavenly Father intends. Uh, in, the, in the talk mentioned in the Come Follow Me manual by President, or, well, Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf now, but President Dieter F. Uchtdorf, when he gave this talk, uh, states, um, he talks about how this role of faith and, or, or grace and works works. He says, quote, trying to understand God's gift of grace with all our heart and mind gives us all the more reasons to love and obey our Heavenly Father with meekness and gratitude. As we walk the path of discipleship, it refines us, it improves us, it helps us to become more like him, and it leads us back to his presence. The Spirit of the Lord, our God, brings about such a mighty change in us that we have no more disposition to do evil but to do good continually. Therefore, our obedience to God's commandments comes as a natural outgrowth of our endless love and gratitude for the goodness of God. This form of genuine love and gratitude will miraculously merge our works with God's grace. Virtue will garnish our thoughts unceasingly, 
and our confidence will wax strong in the presence of God, close quotes. And this is where we get the explanation that, you know, as we come to the judgment bar of, of our Heavenly Father with our Christ, with our Saviour as the mediator, we will probably know then how we are in the presence of God, how we have done. If we feel that we are waxing strong in the presence of God, that we feel that comfort and peace of being in his presence, then we will know that we have done right and that we have allowed the Saviour's grace to fully work in our lives to make us so we are clean and pure before our Father. Um, so grace is a great blessing, and I, I can't really do it much more justice um, in just speaking about it. For those that you know experience it, it's a great blessing to them. I think one of my favourite things about the principle of grace is that it is available to all, not just people that are trying their best to live the gospel of Christ, but the grace of God and, and, and miracles and blessings can come to anyone at any time because that is what our Heavenly Father wants to do. He wants to bless all his children, no matter how much they you know they may dismiss him at this point uh, and so whenever there is a possibility to allow the grace of our saviour to work in their lives then then they take it which is another reason why i love my heavenly father so much um hope i'm grateful that you've been able to listen today i've had to keep it short today but i've managed to get to 10 minutes still anyway um so if there's anything that you wish to share that you've been studying please do so at matt s roberts 90 i'd love to hear from you and until we meet again